0: a dose of hope.com. Our guest today is Chris Michelle. Chris is an author of the Red Chair Experience, founder of CM Consulting, sales and business consulting for the home services industry. Chris has over 30 years of sales and management experience and helps small to medium business owners increase sales by creating processes, metrics, and key performance indicators. Chris helps develop business culture and provides big picture views to guide your company. Chris, Michelle, and Robert dig deep. Chris lost his brother to suicide, and it made him evaluate his 30-year corporate career and ask himself if he was making the impact that he wanted to make. Mental health is another topic that needs to be talked about like money. But for entrepreneurs, it's even more important than money because male entrepreneur suicide is one of the highest categories. You are not alone. You don't have to be alone and you have to be willing to talk about the struggles and get the help you need to get the results that you are proud of. Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so grateful that 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 you're on the show. I'm grateful to our listeners that that are, you know, listening and and just hope that we have a ton of value to share with them today.
1: Sounds good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being able Absolutely.
0: To be here. So, I let each guest just share their entrepreneurial journey and that kind of use that as our jumping off point point. and so okay all
1: right we're gonna dive off into the deep end got it
0: <laughs>
1: um so i'd been in the corporate world for probably 30 plus years and came a point in my life where and i realized this year ago years ago that i wanted to teach and coach and train people and that really brought me more joy than anything else I've been an individual contributor in the sales side for a long, long time. And that brought value too, right to what I did. And and I really enjoyed that, but I learned that through that process, I also enjoy. Inspiring people to do what inspires them so that they may be fulfilled, right? And so that kind of came about as, as I was making this journey and I really became a coach trainer kind of all throughout my, the last half of my, um, sales career. And so every time they brought on a new hire, they'd be like, okay, ride with Chris, he's going to show you the processes, he's going to show you how to do things, right, that kind of stuff. And so, but every time I, I decided, boy, I'd really like to get into sales training or something like that, I was met with resistance. And it was people within the sales industry or, or my bosses or, you know, that kind of stuff that were like, yeah, but you're going to have to move here or you're going to have to do this or do that. And you're not gonna make as much and all this other stuff. And it never made any sense to me. So long story longer, uh, about a year and a half, almost two years ago. um, Well, almost three years ago, after my brother, um, my brother committed suicide in September of 19. And when someone around you close to you dies, whether it's by their own hand or something else, when they die, it really is kind of a wake-up call right you check your own mortality and you you kind of take stock of where you are and that's exactly what i did is i i in the end of last quarter of 19 i kind of started looking around at what i was doing and realized i wasn't happy and i knew that my boss knew that and then the pandemic hit six months later right then we're, we're being quarantined and then um i started writing a book started doing all these things and then in October of 20, um, I got the opportunity to shift. And I I lost my job with that corporate company. And I started interviewing and trying to figure all that out, right? And then I'm like, why am I doing this? None of this sounds good. None of this sounds fun. And I had several people ask me, so Chris, when are you going to start your own business? And I was like, I've, I don't think I'm ready for that. And then, you know, again, I interviewed for maybe a month in uh, 2020, in like November of 2020. And I went, yeah, this isn't for me. And so I fi- I quickly figured out how to start my own business and got some input, found some people to help me. And the rest they say is history. And so I started out with my own sales and um, really business coaching and consulting. And I really focus on the HVAC plumbing, electrical kind of the home services but I'm not limited to that. That's I've just lived in that world for the last 18 years and so it made it a little bit easier for me to kind of transition and and work with them. So.
0: Yeah, so let's dig into that idea that that niche. First of all, sorry for your loss and thank you. obviously mental health has, you know, come to the forefront over the last 2 years, but obviously oh, your yeah. brother was wrestling with it even before, you know, before the pandemic and so Sure. So I I want to acknowledge that, and I want to, you know, everybody keeps saying, "Talk about it, talk about it." But I I I don't know how helpful that is, <laughs> right? So I, mean, I just I just I,
1: yeah. Can I share?
0: Absolutely. Uh, so this
1: this is what I'm finding is that for so long we haven't talked about it. For so long we've we've used it as something it's shameful or that we just you know it's it's the it's the thing you don't talk about, right? And by talking about it, by having the discussions, number one, it frees you up. Number and and it has done that for me. When I talk about my brother and his death, um, there are other people that go, "Oh, I can relate to that. I understand that, right?" And and they can. Th- there's a there's an understanding there, but then you start digging a little bit deeper, and you and um, I will share this. Um, It was really an eye-opener so i was sharing with my youngest daughter about my brother and about his death and she it was a great question but she totally caught me off guard she goes dad do you think that you could do that and you know we can all give the pat answer of oh no i would never do that or you know whatever but it really dawned on me that i need to think through this and and figure out what is the answer what's the appropriate answer and the appropriate answer is we're all capable and that's why i shared with her i said you know robert when i was talking to katie my daughter's name is katie and i shared with her i said yeah katie you know we're all capable of doing this if we don't talk if we don't share what's going on and, and we don't openly discuss some of the things that we're going through because that's the tragedy right when we think oh nobody else can relate to this nobody else can understand this when you open up about that, you'd be amazed at how many other people can relate or can they, they want to talk about it. And the pandemic has really opened up this avenue for us to have the conversation because before this, you know, it, communication was, again, very surfacey, and, and we didn't really dig into things. And so this gives me gives you gives everybody an opportunity right, to kind of dig a little bit deeper and be honest with who you are and what's going on. And there's nothing wrong with having the thoughts. There's nothing wrong with having the feelings. But if you're not dealing with them and you're not talking about them, that's a problem. And that's where it kind of expands, right? And there's all kinds of books out there to talk about it. And I, you know, that conversation with my daughter was a real eye-opener, but it really helped me to understand, hey, it's okay to talk about it. There's nothing wrong with it, right? And, and in fact, we need to, so that we can help somebody who, maybe Robert right now you're going oh man i've never talked to anybody about the the you know the deep dark feelings that i've had about doing this or doing that and can i succeed and can i move on and can i move forward and right i've i've been such a failure at this or this and then you realize i'm not the only one right and so it's um it really is kind of a it's an opportunity for us to dig a little bit deeper have the conversations and that's part of when i wrote my book that was kind of the the catalyst for it was it was therapeutic and and cathartic for me to write this book and then i find out that there's so many more people that are struggling with this emotional side of them that they don't know what to do right they don't know how to handle it and that's part of it is just talking it's just having the conversation and being open about it
0: well and i and i think so i have a military background i have uh experience with first responders and Mm -hmm. And, and one of the challenges in, in those, in those places, and then I spent 20 years in ministry and even, even in that space is that there's this perception. And I think many Mm -hmm. times Mm self-imposed that it's not safe to say something, right. If if I, if I mention that I'm struggling with mental health, they're going to take me off the line, right. They're going to take my job away. They're going to, they're going to, you know, I'm gonna lose more, right I'm already what? stressed out I'm yeah. already freaked out and and it's not safe it's not safe to talk about and and yeah. puts my job and 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 I think for entrepreneurs, they feel alone, they feel like they have to be the expert, they have to be on point they have to be the the front person obviously for their own company and right. and maybe they have some of that same that same stigma that they feel like man it's not i i got I can't talk to anybody. there's no safe space um for me to talk to somebody about this without putting my business at risk without putting my job at risk
1: yeah well and that's what i've learned in being a a solo entrepreneur is we're not alone we don't have to be alone right and part of the reason that i started i started a mastermind group um it was more of a mentoring group at the time but it's becoming more of a mastermind group and and it's an opportunity for us as entrepreneurs to Be honest about what's going on with our business and share our shortcomings and get help with those shortcomings. Right. And to your point, it's we can remove that stigma of, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to lose this or I'm going to lose that. Or people are not going to want to talk to me or people are not going to want to work with me or whatever. Right. Or they're going to put me on the bench. They're not going to put you on the bench. And if they do, it's for your own health it's for your own health that they put you to the bench for a second. So you can talk about these things and clear your mind and clear your heart and then move forward. And it's not that you're forgetting all that stuff. There's, there's tragedy that we all deal with. There's, there's hard stuff that we all deal with. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really just trying to open up an avenue, if you will, for people to discuss those things, to have those conversations and to be honest with who
0: they are and where they're at. Yeah, that's fantastic. And obviously one of the things on our show, at least my show is is to bring up these things that everybody says don't talk about. <laughs> and and money has been the prevalent one, but obviously mental health is is just as relevant and and sure. just as challenging because because of the stigmas and and I think many self-imposed ideas, right? our sure. brain is, you know, that voice in our head is saying, oh, you'll lose your job. Oh, they're going to take something away. Oh, your wife will leave you. Oh, you know, your, your kids won't kids, trust
1: you. Your, kids yeah. Won't,
0: yeah, exactly. And of course the voice in your head is, isn't is exactly being your friend. If, if, no. if in the midst of all these mental health struggles, <laughs> he's probably the problem. <laughs>
1: right. Um, well, and that's, and that's the thing, right? I mean, I, I realized recently that the problems that I struggled with for so long, the the serial perfectionism and the overthinking and all these things came about from a negative situation or negative situations that growing up, I was never good enough. And it was just perpetuated in my mind, right? You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. And instead of saying, Hey, I can do whatever, right. We hear these messages all the time. You can do whatever you want to. And, there's some truth to that, right? I mean, we can do whatever we want to, as long as we're not hurting other people. <laughs> but, but there's some truth to that, that, hey, we are capable of, of probably far more than we ever thought. I never thought I would write a book. Mm-hmm. And yet I wrote a book. I never thought I would own my own business. And yet here I am, right? And so I never thought that I would be a strong emotional person for other men. And yet here we are, right? So there's you're right. We have to turn off that voice in our head and have conversations with other people to readjust that thinking in our mind that says you are good enough. And, you know, a friend of mine said a long time ago, sometimes we need to be the parent or the boss that we want or need. (laughs) Right. And we get opportunities all the time. So.
0: Well, and just, I mean, part of it is, ignoring that voice or challenging that voice just enough to talk yeah. about just enough to, to, right, to create the opportunity. Right. And, yeah, you know, and even asking that voice, is that really true? Right. To, yeah. you know, the idea like, well, you lose your job, but is that true? Because the reality is once you start talking about it, of course, it's not near as bad as, as the voice in your head has been telling you it is. Right. And right. Yeah. And and that's not to say that that these mental health struggles aren't real. They're very 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 real. Oh yeah. But once you start talking about them, their power starts to go away. Right. <laughs> and and I think that's the piece that that yeah. You and I have experienced relief by talking about things and and right. And and understand that the relief of of getting outside perspective, <laughs> yeah. um, is is really powerful. It. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this. I mean, obviously life ending. It doesn't have to be this right. this powerful that that people lose have lost so much, you know, lost hope to the level of yeah. of wanting to leave the planet, right? Yeah. And and I think that's the challenge, right? Is is sure it, it only takes a glimmer of hope to, to, to be willing to stay here and fight, right? To stay here and yeah. stay in the battle. And and I think for for people that have you know are at that place. You know, and and the opportunity to talk, the opportunity to have a conversation, the opportunity to to get an outside perspective is so powerful, It's huge. And yeah, and I think huge. it'll 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 change people's lives if if we just all keep saying, not only is it OK to talk about it, but but I've talked about it and I, I want you to talk about it. And and I'm here to listen. Right. <laughs> and, and I think well, more and- people say they're here to listen
1: and And the other side of that is I think there's a stigma because people have gotten used to oh if I tell Robert Robert's gonna go and tell Ooh. right, and he's gonna use this against me, and if I tell my boss then she's gonna he's gonna keep me from advancing right and we we get caught up in this world of somebody's gonna use this information against me or they're gonna harm me with this information of vulnerability and when you realize that it's okay to be vulnerable, it's okay to have these conversations and talk about these things. Guess what? You're human. You're just like everybody else, believe it or not. And those who say that they don't struggle with these things are lying to you. And you probably need to find new friends. And right. I don't, I don't say that lightly. We all have opportunity to readjust our friends, you know, our, our, our people we hang out with, and if they're giving you the message that you know, life sucks and you're horrible and you can't do anything right. And I'm going to hold this against you. Okay. It's time to move on and and leave that person behind. Right. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I went through a time recently where I was, I wanted to develop new friendships because I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was getting what I was wanting or needing from these other relationships that I had around me. And so I literally, I had to revamp some things. I had to redo some things. And stop talking to certain people and stop reaching out to certain people. And now I I'm surrounded by people that are far more positive and far more giving and far more, right. They're, they're lifting my game, if you will. Right. And all of a sudden I'm going, Oh crap, now I got to step up. (laughs) Right. And, but it's good. I mean, I'm, I'm meeting people all the time that are really helping me to step up my game and to think more all the time about how I can serve others and how I can contribute to what they're doing.
0: Absolutely. I think, obviously, we talk about connections, we talk about the the value of connections for building your business, but the value of connections for your personal development is is so powerful, right? I mean, you know, all the personal development specialists talk about that, you know, you become the amalgam of the five people closest to you, right? And if those five people are negative victims of the world and, and getting beat up constantly and beating you up constantly... Um, and I think that's, that's pretty powerful, right? Even, even if you're in a job and, and the boss uses, you know, uses your statement against you, it's time to get a different job. It, you know, yeah. if, uh, if your family's using it against you, it's time to, to, you know, make some changes, right? And
1: yeah, and time I think to get a new family. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> and people think I joke about that, but, but that's, that's true. I mean, your family is who you want to have around you. It's not necessarily the people you were born into, Right. And sometimes we need to step outside of that and go, you know, my family is here. These are the people who love and support me and they do it in such a way with without condition. Right. And you get to create your own family. Right. We get to we get that opportunity to step outside and say, this is my brother. This is my sister. Right. This is my mom. This is my dad. This is these are my kids. And there's nothing wrong with that.
0: That's so powerful. And I I think the opportunity to to be your authentic, vulnerable self um, is is going to create more connection and more value in relationships than than putting on these facades, right? Than wearing these masks of pretending right. to be who we think. See, we never even ask people who they think we should be, but we pretend to be who we think they, they want us to be. And, yeah, it's and crazy, I think that's the big... Yeah, of course it's crazy, right? Like, like yeah. if you put it down on paper and looked at it, you'd go... Well, that's lunacy, right? And yet, right. that's that's what we're all trying to do. Right? <laughs> so challenging. So obviously, you've had a, a journey of authenticity for yourself. Oh and, yeah. And how has that how has that helped you in 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 presenting your business and making this transition from from corporate to entrepreneur?
1: It really has been fascinating because, like you said, you you gather around you people that are. they're they're either going to be in your corner or they're not. And if they're not in your corner, then maybe it's time to move on. Right. And coming out on my own, if you will, doing this business on my own. I found my support system. I found the people who really want to support me in what I'm doing and not just in words, but in in deeds, in, you know, connections in, you know, different things. And it's having those conversations and being able to be vulnerable to say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Right to have a mentoring group or a mastermind group that's a, you know, you can be honest with and and these kind of conversations are the ones that we need to be having on a regular basis. Right. And unfortunately people don't, people are afraid of those conversations. They're afraid of the depth of the conversations for whatever reason, you know, and maybe they just aren't used to it. Maybe they're afraid of it simply because they don't know. And that's what fear is. It's just, it's fear is derived from not knowing. And so when we don't know about something, we either can look it up, right? We can check it out, we can learn, or we just live in fear of this thing, this situation, this person, right? And so it's just this continual learning process.
0: Well, and I think fear, um, so many people are trying to control things that they can't control. Right. And we've seen that through this this last couple of years okay. from from the government down to the, you know, our next door oh, yeah. neighbors and, and our own family. Right. Trying to control, trying to control chaos. And yeah. and if you get caught up, if you get caught up in the chaos and the drama, which are our, our world markets drama, we we do. Yeah. People, people pay to watch it. People pay to see it. That's why the news propagates it. Everybody can complain about the news sharing all this negative drama. But if you, if the people stopped (laughs) watching it and paying for the commercials, Mm -hmm. the news would Mm -hmm. change to something different and would change to something positive. So, so I think we're, we have a natural inclination to the drama And, and, and that, and then there's that, if you tie onto that inclination to the drama, this idea that I have to try to control it. Right. Like, I mean, obviously right now there's a, there's a crap ton of going on and, and so much of it is is driven by fear. Yep. And and it's interesting to me, my wife and I just toured the Holocaust Museum in oh, wow. Washington, DC. And yep. they've got a special exhibit of basically it's titled, you know, What Did America Know and What Did America Do? Hmm. And 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 you, you just it's very well put together because it talks about, you know, basically World War One had ended it was this war over there. That was their problem, but we had to go fix it. And we lost a lot of men in trying to fix it. And then, and then this depression, economic depression, that basically people are standing in food lines that they've never had to do before. Right. There's this, Mm -hmm. there's this whole unknown of all our money disappeared. And and so now there's a financial, you know, situation and, and so everybody was pretty much, Hey, this is Europe's problem. This is not our problem. This is, you mm. know, and, and of course they had no idea. Right. They, yeah. they, they believed this was a, you know, the the, the Jews and, and Hitler needed to just figure it out. They had no idea that he was exterminating people by yeah. hundreds of thousands a day. Right. And, and, and of course that would have changed the perspective. I hope, <laughs> like, I'd like to believe, you right. know, but you could, and of course you can see as America, you know, Got woke up to what was really happening, but it was all being driven by the fear of that unknown, sure. the fear, and and it's interesting is uh, having gone there just this this year and realizing this economic situation and now this war in Europe and now and and, and this you know now we're going into a recession and and coming out of this pandemic and so much unknown, oh, so much is being driven by fear and negativity yeah. and. I'm like, no wonder we, you know, our political situation is just blah, right? Yeah. And 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 I quit watching the news years and years ago, and yet it's still, because because I'm, yeah. I've chosen to be intentional, not just with my relationships, but intentional about what I feed this this object right. between my ears, because I'm I'm coming to recognize how powerful it really is, and yeah. and it can spend a whole bunch of time. Regurgitating all this negative stuff in the world around me that I have no control over or I can focus on the things I do have control over and the people I I can serve and the people I can love and the people I can encourage and and lift up and add value to their days. And, and of course that's so much more powerful, right? Because, because now I'm focused in what I can do and and my, I don't get caught up in, in what I can't do and what I can't control. And I'm not carrying stress from all of this stuff around us. Right. And, and, but it's, it's fascinating to me, the number of people who are caught up in all this stuff, they, they have no control over. And, and it's interesting, obviously in the church and, and, you know, I've been around, you know, AA enough to to know the serenity prayer and, and, mm-hmm. and recognize how powerful that is for, you know, our world needs this idea. Right. right?
1: That, yeah. That,
0: you know, focus on the things you can control and let go of the things you can't. And God, give me the wisdom to know the difference. Right. Um, that's really, really, really powerful.
1: Yeah. Well, and I've kind of taken on this mantra that I'm exactly where I need to be right now. Mm. Right. And to your point, it's it's removing all the other trash that's there. Right. Thinking, well, I need to go and take care of this and help this and help this and do all these other things and trying to take care of myself. If I'm not if I'm not taking care of me first, then I'm really setting myself up for failure. And and then I can't help other people. You know, it becomes the whole you know, when the airplane goes down, you got to put the mask on yourself before you can help anybody else. Otherwise, you're useless.
0: Right. Well. You know that it's interesting to me. It's it's my wife works with women specifically, and and it's fascinating. You know that they still give that instruction to the whole f- flight, right? But they specifically go to each mom and they remind the mom, look, hmm. put your own mask on first, sure, because because we're asking you to do something that's going to go against your motherly instincts. Your right. motherly instinct is going to say, I got to take care of my baby. I got to take care of my baby. And so they remind them at the beginning of every single flight and then they go, they go mom to mom to mom to mom, every every child on the plane. And now the dads to, you know, for some that are traveling, you know, single dads. But the reminder for a a mom, because this is instinctive to protect their children and sacrifice themselves for their children. Right. But you can't help your children if you can't help yourself. And and it's a huge, a huge reminder. So I love that you're exactly where you need to be. And and that can be so powerful in your relationships, yeah. obviously in your time with your daughter, in your time with your wife, right? Yeah. Being present is so important. And I think for oh. entrepreneurs, we can get so distracted by our business and and all the things that are happening in our business. And of course, the big giant to-do list and and the overwhelming calendar, but allowing yourself to say, you know what, this time is, is for this person, right? That I'm mm-hmm. facing, that I'm sitting with. And, yeah. and i want to make sure that i'm present i want to be there and not have my brain someplace else that's that's super powerful for yourself when you're alone yeah. right i'm exactly where i need to be in what i'm doing in what i'm believing and what i'm but i'm also able to be present with my with my family with the people that are important to me even with clients right when i'm meeting with a right. client I'm, I'm i'm able to be present um that's right. that's a very powerful <laughs> tool in obviously in coaching and in, but just in life, in conversation and living in the moment. It's all we have, right? And so much of our life gets caught up in other stuff, but, and we miss the moment.
1: Yeah. Well, we're so worried that we're going to miss out, right? That's the FOMO, the fear of missing out. And we, we have to videotape everything or we have to record everything or we have to, right? We have to make sure that we've got our phone out so we can say, oh, I was there and I, I did this. But when was the last time that you just Lived in the moment. When was the last time you put your phone away, right? Put it on do not disturb, left it in your car, left it at home, right? And you were there to your point. You were present for whatever activity it is that you're doing, right? And can you do that? And that's tough that's tough for people, right? Because we live in this world where I have to show everybody that I'm doing these awesome things or I have to be a part of this or a part of that. Yeah, I've gotten to participate in a number of things and I don't have them recorded, but they're in my mind, right? They're etched in my mind and and they're etched in other people's minds and the things that we got to see and the things that we got to do and be a part of. It's all, you know, we got to figure out how to do that more often.
0: We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, Dream Life Planner, Move from Tired and Overwhelmed to Free and Empowered by Noelle L. Peterson, available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at Empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R 2 Dream.com That's Empower2Dream.com number two, If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Yeah, I don't know that, that documenting the experience is takes away from the experience, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you actually miss out on Mm -hmm. on something because you're too busy trying to take a selfie in in the middle of the crowd.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you're about to get get hit by a bear, yeah. I just (laughs) want to take a selfie with a bear. Um, Maybe we should let that one go. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, I I thought about it, I was thinking about it just this morning. I I read my Bible and and do this morning routine, and then I pulled out my phone and was trying to get to a certain app, and I'm like, there's five pages of apps? What? When when did I start carrying around this machine that, you know, and, and yeah. it's still, it's fairly recent. Right. And, but now all of this stuff is coordinated through that silly phone. Like I'm, you know, yeah. and not that I want to go back. Cause I love the technology. It makes our conversation possible. It makes this podcast sure. possible. It does incredible things. And yet there's still a piece of it. That's like, Holy smoke. This, am I, am I a slave to this thing? Like I want to, I want to make sure that I'm able to set it down and, You know, and and I love the idea of, you know, like taking my Sundays and just not, you know, just leaving the phone on the charger and spend a day without it. Like,
1: yeah, (laughs) I don't really
0: need it that bad. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh, so crazy. Man, this is so good. All right. So obviously you started in, in the niche that that was, you know, close to you. How how yeah. helpful is that? I think one of the things entrepreneurs really do struggle with is is this idea of niching down, this idea of picking a target audience. And yeah. and for yeah. the for the people that don't have this tight connection to a community, to a, a language, to you know, us that that kind of connections that you had might yeah. not understand the value of. What do you mean you're a coach for HVAC guys or HVAC yeah. companies, right? Because yeah. from them they'll be going like is, is there enough people, (laughs) right? Because that's the worry, right? That's always the worry is is, is, there's there's not enough.
1: There's, yeah. And, and we, we do, we live in this world of scarcity, right? We're being taught that we're constantly being, uh, we're constantly being told that there's just not enough and you have to get more and more and more, right? And it's why you have these people that are focused so much on making all of this money and to what end, right? So what I encourage people to do with, especially with the entrepreneurs, when you, when you niche down to niche down to a specific group that you're, you're comfortable with, that you've been working with for years, it helps your business doesn't hurt it because now you have a clear message. You have a, a very focused message on who you need to speak to and how that works. The, the flip side of that is if you are trying to please everybody, if you're trying to talk to everybody, you have a very convoluted message and it can get lost and people may not know who you are trying to help, right? I used to say, Hey, I'm, I'm just here trying to help small to medium business owners who are self managing sales and shouldn't be well, that's a cool little message, but at the same time, it's so broad that you don't really hit anybody with that, right? And yeah, we talked about the small to medium business owners who are self-managing sales. But the reality is this. I focus on heating and air, plumbing and electrical companies. Oh, I know a couple of those people. And what do you do with them? Well, I work with their sales team. I work with their, um, I set up their processes, metrics, KPIs, right? I help them to do these things. Oh, and by the way, I used to run heating and air conditioning companies. So I'm also helpful on the business side, right? I know how to read a p I know how to uh, build the, not just the spreadsheets, but I know how to set up the metrics and the KPIs, the key performance indicators, to help you to set yourself up for a win, as opposed to hoping, right, that we can do this, (laughs) excuse me, hoping that we can, you know, maybe do something that'll hit. And it's when we niche down, when we really focus we narrow our focus on what we're good at and what we're comfortable with we will be more and more successful and that's the crazy thing that people don't understand and to your question are there enough there's seven seven and a half billion people i don't even know anymore but there's there's so many people on this planet there's over 300 million people in the us alone forget canada forget mexico forget right any other country here in the united states there's over 300 million people there's what two million entrepreneurs or or more, right here in the u s alone, why in the world can't we help? Why in the world can't we work with so and so or work with this particular niche, or right? why can't we have this particular focus? You'd be amazed at what you'd be able to accomplish if you just focus on what you're trying to do
0: well and it and that clarity that clarity helps in so many ways. First, I think the universe loves clarity, right? If you're clear on your goals and you're clear on where you're going, you're clear on what you're doing clarity is is so powerful but clarity yeah. in your messaging is is so powerful like you mentioned like yeah i help you know medium to small businesses in in the you know their sales functions and everybody's like oh okay no i help hvac companies i do know anybody in the yeah. process they'll be oh yeah i yeah. i understand exactly who that is in fact i've thought of two names right that are in hvac businesses right. and and maybe you know i can introduce you and, and so now you've already, you've, you've added referral stream, but, mm-hmm. but the clarity in, in how you communicate with those people and the language that you use to, to an HVAC tech who's started his own company because he was really good tech, but right. he's probably not very good at sales, not very good at business because the HVAC company is working for it, did all those things for him. Right. It's the myth yeah. lived out. And right. You, you, you can speak his language. You can speak right. exactly to what he's jumped into and, and and you know exactly what he needs to generate his next sale to to generate you know communicate well with the clients that he's serving because you know yeah. the exact language he needs to use to show them look and i know they they can get away with a lot right because obviously a furnace is broken and and it's you know putting co2 in the house it's pretty clear look here the meter says this you need a new furnace yes yeah, right <laughs> but then it's still a 10 thousand dollar purchase for a home and so Whew, that's a lot of you know a lot of outlay for for a homeowner, and so being able to help them in that conversation and give them options for you know how they how they make that sale is 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 super powerful. Yeah. And so yeah, I think the idea of narrowing it down isn't about just buyers; it's really about marketing, it's really about language, it's really about and feeling. Right? These are people right. you you hang out with; they're people that you have rapport with; they're people that you just feel right being around because they're your people. Right. And when you, when you're around your people, you don't have to fake it. You don't have to right. put on this salesy guy, right? You can just be yep. you and say, Hey, this is, this is what I do. This is what I've right. done. And and it that's exactly. pretty powerful.
1: It is. And that's, that's the key. I think for a lot of people They don't realize, Hey, I've been there, done that, right? I've, I've made the t-shirt I met, I've got the hat, right? I I've done these things. Why wouldn't you want to focus on what you've done and the successes you've had now if you don't like that particular industry that's a different story but if you want to focus and really clearly give your message there's no better way to do it than focusing like that right i mean it's it talks about that in story brand building a story brand right and he talks about narrowing your focus so that you know exactly what you're talking about and so there's clarity to your point there's clarity about the message that is being sent out and people know exactly what you're saying.
0: Yeah, clarity's is, clarity's is powerful. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, huge. you need to know who you serve. You need to know what you offer them, and you need yeah. to know why you want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I think if you know those three answers, you can you can have pretty clear messaging that communicates sure. those things, and and people are gonna go, oh, I know somebody, or oh, hey, he's talking to me, right? That's that's right. me. Um, I, I think it's, it's so powerful, um, that, that your audience hears you and, and they go, Oh, he's talking to me. Let me, let me listen to what he's saying.
1: Right. Well, and you understand the message, right? It's not just that, Oh, they're talking to me, but there's, there's clarity of message. Right. And so I understand what they're saying. I understand what he's getting at. Oh yeah. Let me be a part of that. Right.
0: Absolutely. All right. Let's dig into a little bit more. You mentioned the book earlier. Let's, let's, let's dig in and talk about the the red chair experience
1: okay um well here this is what it looks like that's the book yep it's, <laughs> so it's a it's, picture
0: of a red chair, <laughs> red chair it's, well that's
1: not a it's not just any red chair that is my red chair very um, good that's one that's in my um in my master suite but nice. that that uh chair actually has meaning to me it was owned by my previous business mentor which was my stepdad and we lost him in 2016. And then it was passed on to my younger brother who we lost in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's when it became mine. And I'm holding on to it in case my niece or nephew want it uh, later in life. But that's where it sits. It's it's a place for me. It became, uh, and the reason I called the book, The Red Chair Experience, is because it's a daily inspiration for success in life and business. You talked about your your morning routine. You, know, you, you like to read in the morning and, and meditate or pray, Right whatever you're reading, you want something that's going to inspire or or help you to focus throughout your day. And that's really what this was written for was it was uh, an intentional focus. And I read it or I wrote it when I was sitting in my red chair most days. So it it's there's history there. There's a reason for it. But the red chair experience is do you have a place that you can go to have this experience it doesn't have to be a red chair it could be a couch it could be blue it could be yellow i don't care it could be outside it could be on your bike and it could be you know walking this uh, you know your path uh, that you have near your house it could be spending time at the ocean or spending time at a water you know at, at, at some sort of a waterfall or even a river or something like that right it's finding that place that you can get into that. For lack of a better term that zen like state where you can you can find what you need to find right through meditation and prayer and and you know just trying to find what works best for you to help you to positively move forward
0: so it's like a thinking spot <laughs> it is yeah. yeah it really is yeah that's and 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 it's so powerful right if you if you choose a spot and it's even more powerful, you choose a time and you use the same time in the same spot every day. Yeah. It saves you the, those decisions. First of all, which <laughs> a huge advocate of cutting decisions out of our lives so right. that our, our mind is focused on the decisions that matter. Um, yeah. But creating a space and just giving yourself time, even if it's just five, 10 minutes a day in a space yeah. that, that just is comfortable. It feels right. And it, and you give yourself time for your brain to just go, hmm, right? Yeah. So powerful. Well, and,
1: and like we were talking about earlier, Rob, um, you know, the, the, the positive mindset, right? Getting, getting rid of the negative thinking that we are so used to and, right? Oh, you're not good enough. You're not this. You're not that. Find something that speaks to you. Find that positivity that speaks to you. Pray, meditate. <clears throat> Again, something that's going to put you in the right frame of mind for the rest of the day. And it is important that you find a time. And, and I, me personally, I found that first thing in the morning works best for me. Some people it's later at night and that's okay. Or in the middle of the day, whatever works best for you, but find that time, find that space, find that, that thing that will help you to get your mind right and put you in a better space.
0: Hmm. So powerful. All right. What other elements um, of your routine have helped you, you know, on your growth journey?
1: Yeah, the biggest thing for me is it really is it's surrounding yourself with the right people. And, you know, I mean, reading and, and um, I'm constantly trying to add more books to the, to the book list that I have, right? I've got probably 20 books that are sitting on my next to my red chair that need to be read. And uh, but it's just finding those things right in and, and listening. And um, I read a book years ago called The Surrender Experiment by Mickey Singer or Michael Singer. And that helped me to understand how to just calm myself enough to be mindful of what's happening around me so that I could pick up on the things that are being given to me at this time. Right. There are certain things that appear at the right time. Right. And so if you're not listening, you'll miss it. Right. So it's having the awareness and having the ability to be there, be present as you, as you mentioned earlier, right to be present in these times so that you can um hear what's happening around you and what's important.
0: Absolutely. I'm thinking of another book by I think it's the same author. Yeah.
1: Living untethered, untethered soul.
0: Yep, that's the one. Living untethered? I just yeah. read that one too. The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Yeah. The first yeah. chapter is like he was in my freaking head. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh! Like, because he, yeah. he's really just talking about the voice in your head and and recognizing right. that the voice in your head is not you. And and, and right, like the way his descriptions of the voice in your head, I'm like, oh dude, you were in my head. Like, you it's, are like,
1: still in my head right now. I don't appreciate this. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. That's but funny. it it's a powerful message, right? It it yeah. I mean, a, a big part of my coaching, a big part of your coaching, it sounds like, is really helping people separate themselves from that voice in their head and and yeah. and take control of it right and and really yeah. you know reprogramming their subconscious so that the voice is working for you instead of against you right and it's crazy so like why would I have this voice in my head that's working against me but it yeah. it really is a, a remnant of our survival brain um you know yeah. the brain trying to protect us from the tiger outside the door even though we haven't had tigers outside the door in hundreds of years you know right. now we've got now we've got all this information overload. So the brain's got all kinds of stuff to, you know, data to yeah. use. <laughs>
1: you know? no, and, and we go into this fight or flight, right? We go into the amygdala and it's, it's fight or flight. And, and that's what that part of the brain is for. And so if we get put in that situation, it, it's it's go time where it's I'm, an, I'm taking off, right? So yeah. that's what we're taught to do. And that's what our brain teaches us to do. And too often we hear these messages that are mixed and they mess with us instead of listening to the calm serenity right? That is surrounding us. And it's not to your point. We haven't had tigers sitting outside our door for
0: years. (laughs) So, but yet the brain is still acting like it. And the worst thing I think is, is we don't understand the chemical reaction, right? The adrenaline and cortisol that if, if you let the brain trigger fight or flight, it's going to dump cortisol and adrenaline into your body. And that's designed for fighting (laughs) or running. It's not designed for sitting on the couch.
1: Mm-mm. no it is not
0: and, and and i think our culture is an epidemic of this state of anxiety and stress yeah. causing the brain to be in fight and flight causing the body to be experiencing all these negative chemicals that right. that it's just not designed for sitting still and of right. course if you've got those dump and you go out and you run a, you know you run a marathon or you you, you, right. you you fight a bear right then you're using those up but And and men were lucky. I mean, I think men are lucky because men, men process those chemicals, even sitting still in about eight hours. And so they, Mm. they go away. It takes 24 hours for women's bodies to fight those, Wow, that that those chemicals pass. And so it's crazy. The science that's backing all of this up, right? This, you know, uh, Norman Vincent Peale wrote The Power of Positive Thinking, and everybody's like, right. oh, it's just woo-woo, and, you know, oh, it just feel okay. good. But the truth is nope. when you have these positive thoughts and you have this positive thinking, your brain dumps all these positive chemicals, dopamine, right. oxytocin, serotonin, and other endorphins that are just helping you feel better. It's designed to make you right. happy and experience joy, and guess what? It helps you control the fight or flight. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Crazy, <laughs> the- isn't it? <that? laughs> Yeah, and and Joe Dispenza, who's you know a chiropractor, but he's studying all this brain stuff, and he's 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 they've scientifically shown that there's about ten seconds, right, an event mm. happens, and there's about ten seconds that you get to choose, yeah, right, you get to say, okay, wait, is this a bear? Yeah, what is? <laughs> or this? is this just? Or is this just some crazy drama, it? right? And, yeah. and if you choose the bear, you're gonna get that adrenaline dump, and you get to run, and you get to save yourself as long as you're faster than your friend. Right, <laughs> right. If you, if you choose to say, all right, wait, this is just drama. I can see the truth in this and I don't need right. to get involved and your brain doesn't dump those nasty chemicals in there and, and you don't experience all this.
1: And then you don't have to have the downtime. Yeah.
0: Yuck. Right. Exactly. And, and, and I don't think enough people know about this. <laughs> like we need no, to you the right. word out there and, and take responsibility, be intentional. And I love how intentional you are about putting positive stuff in your mind, feeding yourself yeah. intentionally and, and helping other people recognize, look, if you, if you intentionally take control of this thing, it actually works for you.
1: Right. Well, and that's the thing, right. That we're intentional about it. Cause too yeah. often, I think there are people, I know several people that are like, well, if it happens, it happens. I'm like, mm, okay, but we can intentionally do some of these things to make them happen. So,
0: well, and, and it, and obviously there's a lot of people that are just stuck in their comfort zone, right? They They're yeah. stuck in the rhythm of life thinking that this is all there is. They get right. up in the morning, they coffee, breakfast, right. go to work, come home, have a beer, kiss their family goodnight, and go to bed. And, and, right. they, and they're literally living for the weekend because that's the time they get to do something fun. And, right. And they're not – the majority of their time, the 168 hours a week that they're awake, they're, they're missing out on, on yeah. being able to experience joy and pleasure. And, of course, there's an epidemic of depression in our country right now. Right. <laughs> because yeah. because we've got a bunch of people that are just just going through the motions
1: yeah and we're not communicating yeah Ooh,
0: absolutely not commun and not and not believing that that there's something better I mean yeah. I, I think the people that are in that place that are experiencing that feel like that's 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 just what life is yeah that's how it's supposed to be and, yeah. and it doesn't have to be that way and, and people no. like you and I need to keep telling them look there's op- there's opportunities right. out there there's you know, and I'm going to share this. Uh, obviously, yeah, we're sharing these stories of of dose of hope, and these are just inspirational stories, like little TEDx talks in a story. Uh, yeah. And our goal is to get 5,000, and I think I'm going to send an invitation to to Chris, and uh, we'll get his story in here. And and
1: oh, thank you. I,
0: I want to share inspirational stories. I, I want to share inspirational yeah. things. I want to share positive living. Right. My goal right. in add value to business, add value to life, add value to entrepreneurs is to help me make, make people feel better, and and sure. sometimes that just starts with a smile, right? right. And the smile is huge. so powerful.
1: Yep, it's huge.
0: Yeah. Well, this is great stuff. Great, great stuff. Thank you so much for for sharing. All right, I want to dig in? What do you love to do in your free time?
1: Oh gosh, um, <laughs> I do. Um, believe it or not, I, I spend my weekends typically at Habitat. Um, I like to help out there on Saturdays, building homes and helping people, you know, get a helping hand up. And the other thing is, I mean, I like to, when I can, I like to golf um, when I can find time. And I do yoga and right, I find other activities. I do like to read, so I never thought I'd say that, but <laughs> I'm winding. You know, to really enjoy reading and that kind of stuff and spending time, obviously, with my family.
0: All right. Let's dig into the family a little bit. This is (laughs) this is typically my most challenging question. So (laughs) what's your most memorable date with your wife?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, Well, that's tricky. So. um,
0: I told you that's 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 the toughest question I ask. (laughs)
1: Well, there's a twist. So I'm, I'm not married. Um. So that's where I guess that's okay. what I'm saying. It's tricky. So, um, so it doesn't
0: have to be your wife. You can pick anyone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks.
0: <laughs> Favorite date with your daughter.
1: Um, well, and, you know, uh, I was talking to my daughter yesterday about some of the things that we've done. We've, we've gone on cruises and we've, we've gotten to see, you know, different things and we swam with the dolphins. And um. so, I mean, there's, there's so many things that we get to do, um, but, and, the most memorable things for me it's just the experience it's just being in a situation where you can have a real conversation and you're getting to know that person and whether it's your spouse or your kids or whomever it's i learned years ago it becomes more about the experience than it does about the event right
0: what should be (laughs) well that's what it is for me yeah what it it is, is
1: what i've learned is for me it became it um I started collecting and, and um, drinking more bourbon years ago, and I say drinking more because um, I have a collection. But what I would do is um, I would long for the the sit down. Let's have a let's let's have a good bourbon or a whiskey or scotch, and let's just have a conversation, and and let's just you know maybe a glass of wine or whatever, right? You know, fruit juice, I don't care. But it's it becomes these deeper conversations right that that you're not just how's your day what's going on it becomes the deeper conversations and um the woman I'm dating right now that's the thing is when we go out to dinner um and we go out to dinner about once a week but when we go out to dinner the conversations that we have at dinner it, it's a two-hour event dinner is you know I mean we we eat for about 30 minutes but it's the conversation that we have right it's the hour plus of conversation that that develops around all of that stuff. And for me, that's more of the magic. That's more of the where you get to see and, and hear and learn more about someone else.
0: Nice. Yeah. So powerful. All right. So with all the business success you've had, um, what's been one of your biggest challenges?
1: Starting my own business. I mean, that that really was a huge that was a, a big task, right? And and I struggled with the negative thoughts that everybody struggles with. Can I do this? Can I make money? Can I, right? And I remember saying to myself when I first started, I said, I'll know in the first four to six months whether or not this is going to fly. And people around me were like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'll know in the next four to six months if this is a valid right thing to do. And I was making money within the first four to six months. And so, you know, it was beyond paying the bills. It was, I was making money and I was like, okay, maybe I do know what I'm talking about. Maybe I do have the right people. Maybe I do right know these things. And so it it was a huge testament to me that I can be successful and I can do these things that I wanted to do. And that was right. Kind of the bigger, um, kind of the big pat on the back, right? That you're doing fine and you're doing the right things. Keep moving this direction.
0: So. Nice. And and what has been the power of mentors in, in bringing that about?
1: Gosh, um, I've learned so much in the last, well, really in the last month about masterminds. And mm-hmm. I, I know you talked about mentoring, but uh, mentoring, <coughs> excuse me, mentoring has been a bit um, a huge part of my life for a number of years. And then this concept, this idea of masterminds has kind of shifted my thinking and has helped me to understand that hey a mentor is great but many mentors is even better right and and not not in the negative sense from the biblical you know passage gather around you a great number of teachers to hear what your itching ears want to hear it's beyond that it's gather around you a great number of teachers to help you to move forward right mm-hmm. and to expand your thinking and to expand your abilities Because this whole idea that, um, and Napoleon Hill did a TV series on it years and years ago, I think it was 67 or something, but he did it and um, he talked about this mastermind principle. And the mastermind principle is where you gather two or more people with a similar focus, with a similar mindset and and a similar drive. And what you do is you'll learn more by combining your efforts with this other person or persons than you would ever learn on your own ever and what they found is that when you have these mentoring or mastermind groups you learn so much more within one year that you can literally take your business to new heights
0: absolutely love the mastermind love love yeah. that uh, not just conceptually but the power of a group of people in the same room aligned with the same purpose even yeah. if you're growing different businesses right as right. entrepreneurs but your purpose is the personal growth and development necessary to grow your business, have a bigger impact. Right. It is, it is so powerful. It's a multiplier, not an addition, not, not an ad right. <laughs> and yeah. and, that, and I think in, until you've experienced it in a, in that way that it, yeah. it does, it defies ex, explanation.
1: It really does. It's, it's hard to explain to people the benefits that you can and will receive, by being a part of a mastermind or a mentoring group, right? But what I found is I wouldn't be where I am today with my business a year and a half in if I didn't have my red chair council. <laughs> and I do have a red chair council. Um, but uh, having them to be a part of my life and me a part of theirs, we've all seen things that we've grown in. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that our business has grown, right, financially, but maybe our business... And here has grown, right? Mm-hmm. And our ability to think differently and right way outside of the box and, and nonlinear and all that good stuff, right? Take all of that and what you gain from that and the years that it will, how long it will help you is really the other benefit of it. And it's not just for the here and now, it's really for the distant future too.
0: Oh, absolutely. All right, Chris, what's, what's your big dream?
1: what's my big dream um right now my big dream is to have the book in front of a hundred thousand people over the next three years and not from a financial standpoint but from a truly from helping people i i want people to feel the impact and be inspired and motivated from the book and then as a as a side piece of that it's being able to help individually right it's being able to do the coaching or the mastermind groups and facilitating those to get um and help people that need help right they they need someone to or someones to help them to move their business or their personal life
0: nice so good all right you've spent an hour young entrepreneur across the table from you and you want to leave them with coach chris michelle's words of wisdom what would you share
1: if you don't have one get a mentor if you don't have people in your life that are supporting you and and helping you in the in the direction that you want to grow change your friends change your peer group change those around you because it's you can't do this alone as much as you want to don't do this alone get help from other people and if you don't have the right people find the right people
0: Mm, so powerful Chris, thank you so much for hanging out today and sharing this conversation. And I love, I love all that you shared, and appreciate your vulnerability and and uh, helping people talk about difficult conversations. And so those those are really important too. And and yeah. just appreciate you.
1: Well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here today. So, thanks.
0: If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you. At addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. addvaluemindset.com. In our next episode, Jamie McKinney shares with Robert Noel about being a woman in male dominated industries. She is working now to help women develop the confidence to play bigger, to act like equals, and get the outcomes they deserve. We need more voices at the table in leadership at all levels. Jamie wants to help women see the power of collaboration and step into their greatness to increase their impact.